Hello, this is Matt Carpenter, and happy 4th of July to everyone. I'm recording this on the 4th, so you probably are not listening to it on that day. You have a lot of things going on, and I hope that you are able to take time and celebrate. This is a day that many Americans rejoice, we give thanks, we celebrate with fireworks, with food, with all kinds of things that, you know, it's a national holiday, and that is a blessing. Patriotism, the loyalty to one's country, begins with gratitude. We are called as Christians to have gratitude for God's blessings. And one of the blessings we have are the, is the gift of a good country. Now, you can argue, as many people do, that there's a lot of things we do that are not good. And so some can feel a little bit conflicted about that because, yes, we've increased in our sin over the years, but there's a story I read this morning, not intentionally, but I believe it applies to us, about Saul and the end of his life. And there's some things we can learn about patriotism and honor from this passage. It's 1 Samuel 31, verses 8 through 13. Now, the very end of 1 Samuel is the sad story of Saul and his sons who were killed by the Philistines in battle. Saul had spent much of the end of his life chasing after David. He was filled with jealousy. He did not want David to have the throne, and he wanted to kill David. And, of course, we know that. That's what a lot of the end of 1 Samuel is about. But there's a neglected part of that last chapter that I'd honestly never given much thought to until today. So 1 Samuel 31 verses 8 through 13 says, It came to pass the next day when the Philistines came to strip the slain, they found Saul and his three sons fallen on Mount Gilboa. They cut off his head and stripped off his armor and sent into the land of the Philistines round about to publish it in the house of their idols and among the people. So they were broadcasting, I'm breaking in here, the Philistines were broadcasting that they had taken Saul, and it was a religious observation. They were giving thanks to their idols for this, that they had the bodies of Saul and his sons. Verse 10, And they put his armor in the house of Ashtaroth, and they fastened his body to the wall of Bethshin. And when the inhabitants of Jabesh-Gilead heard of what the Philistines had done to Saul, all the valiant men arose and went all night and took the body of Saul and the bodies of his sons from the wall of Bethshin and came to Jabesh and burnt them there. And they took their bones and buried them under a tree at Jabesh and fasted seven days. Despite Saul's poor end, that the last part of his life, he does end doing a good thing. He fights with the Philistines. He did not die hunting David. He died defending his people. There's a whole other discussion we could get into about, you know, where did Saul end up eternally? And, and that's for another time and place. But I can say it's a positive, and I don't hear this mentioned very much, that he ended his life pursuing, battling with the Philistines. 
along with his sons. But despite the, the poor end of Saul's life, the men of Jabesh-Gilead, once they heard that the Philistines had taken Saul, that they had removed him to their, 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 the place of their idols, the men of Jabesh-Gilead showed another type of courage. It says the valiant men, the courageous men, traveled all night, and they secretly took the bodies of Saul and his sons, and they returned Saul and his sons, their bodies, to Jabesh-Gilead. They burned them, and they buried their bones under a tree. Now, there's history between Saul and the men of Jabesh-Gilead way back in 1 Samuel. Saul rescued those men. He rescued Jabesh Gilead when the Ammonites, Nahash, the king of the Ammonites, came and said, I'm going to enslave you. And he said, I'm going to put out your eyes. And there's some other things that he said, but essentially he was going to enslave them. And the Ammonites, excuse me, the men of Jabesh Gilead asked for deliverance. And Saul came with the armies of Israel and delivered them, wrought a great victory on their behalf. So he rescued them from slavery, and they remembered. Now, at that time, Saul was a good leader, but of course he had fallen. But though he had fallen, they were still loyal. They honored Saul because of who he had been and what he had done, not because of who he was currently. So when we consider our country, the United States, there's been a lot of good that the Lord has done for us, but also through us. When we consider the United States now, there's a lot of evil. And I'm not just talking about whoever the president is. You know, right now it's Joe Biden and there are scandals everywhere, most of which are covered up, but you don't have to look very hard. You don't even have to pick up the rock to find all the bugs. The bugs are, there's enough of them, they're just crawling out on their own. So we're tempted to look at all the horrible things and all, at the wicked declarations that, that come out at all of the abominable actions that are allowed to go on. Our blasphemy laws are only for, against those who, you know, blasphemy in the United States is when you speak the truth, when you speak what is right, what is in God's eternal law. That, to our leaders, is blasphemy. Much in the same way that the prophets in the time of the kings of Israel were persecuted when they would speak what is right. So it, it's easy for us now when we look around to forget what God has done and how he has used us and our leaders in the past. So this is where we need to learn from the men of Jabesh. Like them, we are called to gratitude. Gratitude for what God has done for us, not only how God has blessed us individually, but gratitude for our country. When is the last time you were forbidden from worshiping 
God. Now, I know not, not, too, not too long ago, of course, we had COVID. Many churches were not meeting. But in our country, the government was not sending in officials to break down meetings. They were to our north. In Canada, that was happening. But we retained freedom to, to, to worship. That is one of our, the bedrocks of our country. So we have many things to, for which we can be grateful. We have sent out missionaries all over the world. God has blessed us as a country to deliver many groups who have been oppressed. Now you can look at the life of Saul, and the life of Saul is in many ways a microcosm of the life of our country and others. We started out well, but over time, we have become more and more corrupt. Yet, even at the end of his life, the men of Jabesh Gilead risked their lives to honor this leader and his household. Who would be willing today to honor, risk their lives to honor the United States? Who would be willing to risk their lives in our country to honor our president? Who is not a paragon of virtue? He's not the most unvirtuous president we've ever had, but certainly not the most virtuous, yet are we willing to honor our leaders? Not just our president, but also just the country in general. We must be cautious of the temptation to forego honor towards our leaders and to neglect the blessings God has given to us because we're wicked. We can say, I can't honor the country. I, I can't be patriotic because we're a wicked place. And granted, there, there is wickedness in, in many places. And we don't praise wickedness. We don't praise the abominations that are exalted. We stand against them. G.K. Chesterton said, the man who would say, my country, good or bad, is just like the one who says, my mother, drunk or sober. Yes, we want our country to be good, and it's because we love our country that we stand against the evil. But we can never become hateful against this country so much that we say, I despise it, I don't care, let it all burn because I'm only out for me. It's me and God. Sorry, that doesn't happen. That doesn't work. You, you can't forego who God has, the place where God has put you. You're called still to honor your leaders. So we should never cease to remember the good and honor the leaders whom God has given us, the memory of what he has done in us and through us and for us in the past, just as the men of Jabesh Gilead honored Saul. This is pretty short, and I hope you can take a lot more time and think about, enjoy 
the rest of your week when you hear this. And I look forward to talking with you next time. Again, happy 4th of July.